Hey, welcome to Hoops Coaching A to Z with me. Whoa, whoa, hang on. Let's let a professional handle this. <laughs> this is Hoops Coaching A to Z with my husband, Coach Terry Canova. This is a deep dive into all things coaching. Come join us as we visit with some of the best coaching minds in the business to help grow our profession. Here you go, honey. Back to you. Well, I am very, very excited about this week's episode. I've got an, an old friend here, and <laughs> talked in a long, long time, uh, and I'm excited to catch up. Uh, Coach Mike Neighbors has been an assistant at Washington Xavier, Arkansas, Colorado, and Tulsa. Uh, extremely successful head coach at, in four years at the University of Washington, and now he's back home at Arkansas, and man, he's got that program rolling. Uh, let's everybody welcome uh, Coach Mike Neighbors. What's up, Coach? Man, good to hear you, see you, talk to you, all the above, man. The old part I'm not so comfortable with, but well, it's accurate. You, you it's know, accurate. You know, it's fair. You remember once upon a time when we were these young coaches running around at the Final Four, just wet behind the ears, trying to meet people and, and learn yeah. the business. How about that? I, I just remember going to bed around 10 and getting up at 7 and, you know, <laughs> just sitting in all the sessions and, you know, not going out and – sitting in the bars and casinos, uh, in lobbies, getting to really where all the real work. I, no, those are the days, man. I, I think it's, you know, the friendships that we made um, in those early days when we were all poor and uh, dumb and didn't know what we were doing, those those things have lasted forever. The That core group that I met in my first few years, I'm still very, very, very close to. S- same here you know we've had we've had several of them on the podcast already and and uh now mike what something i don't remember were you a product of the lady texture camps as well no i was not no but i guess man i guess degrees of separation maybe a little bit you know i started with gary blair right who was latex so there's this there's certainly a um a connection there but you know um my path was as a high school coach was very it, and desire to be a college coach, I didn't have the opportunity to get to know a hundred people. I had to get to know one really well. So I went all in on coach Blair and, you know, worked his camps and did as many things I could do, volunteered for his golf tournaments and did everything I could do to get him to know me. It doesn't matter who, you know, they have to know you. You know, I think that's one of those uh, mottos that, that has some truth to it, but not the whole truth. So I just went all in on Coach Blair, and and then obviously I met a few of his friends through a few circles, but um, but no, and, and then then the La Tech thing happened. You know, I I got to know a lot of La Tech people as a result of that stuff, and I think there was you know hanging out with Katie and, and Christy Sides and Roseman and Brooks and you guys and yeah. Eric and all the people that we used to sit around and, and talk about what we want to be doing in twenty years. Um, uh, there's some crossover there, but I, I never worked a lot of tech camp. Not that didn't, it, that opportunity never came along. Well, I, I wasn't sure because, you know, as, as I get older, my, my memory fades mm-hmm. and, and and sometimes I forget uh, connections and, and, and where we actually met up. But I just knew a lot of yeah. that core lady texture group was, was we were all kind of, kind of running the same circles. I was telling JC was asking me, this morning, my wife, JC, uh, where we first met, and I'm, I'm not sure this is accurate. It's my first memory would, would have been the St. Louis Final Four, uh, which would have been right around 2001. Uh, was That was a heavy lobby 
a heavy lobby final four. They had a really good lobby and people stayed down there. And that was where I I think I met you through Brooks and Christy sides and Katie and Carol Sinsley and Kim Roseman. And um, I mean, I think you can see a pattern developing there and you're hanging out with the up and coming um, young women in this profession. We, we knew, we knew where the future was headed. There's no, no doubt, no doubt. So one one of the things I, I remember from you uh, getting your emails back in the day. And, and I was just yeah. kind of refreshing my, my memory with that. You were talking about the old pawpaw neighbors and, and, oh, and one, yeah. of, one of the quotes I've heard you say was uh, you walk in a room, you can't find the chump. You're the chump. You're well, the chump. Literally yeah. that is my podcast, Mike. That is yeah. my podcast. Good I am chump. the chump oh, every yeah. episode. Me too. <laughs> no, uh, he, he instilled that in us a long time ago. And, you know, uh, unfortunately for me, it was an accurate statement too. When he said, always act like you're the dumbest guy in the room. Uh, for me, many, many times growing up with my cousins, as smart as they were and the, the places I put myself in, uh, usually intelligence wise, I'm at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to that. So yeah, Papa neighbors lines come in early and often, but that one, that one certainly proves true. I remember walking in my first head coaches meeting in the Pac-12 and the SEC looking around and, you know, here you got, you got Don Staley sitting over there and you got Gary Blair and you got Vic Schaefer and you're like going, okay, yeah, this one's pretty easy to pick out. I know who the jump is. <laughs> well, you, you know, you, you mentioned Gary Blair uh, and your beginnings with him. I, I guess if there's, if there is one person that you uh, going to attach yourself to, I mean, what, what a guy to uh, attach yourself to. I, I've had the pleasure meeting coach player on several occasions and just what a good guy and what a great coach. Genuine. Um, you know, um, he, he, he allowed you to work, but he demanded a really high level of quality. You know, he wouldn't be afraid to hand you a project back and just say, this isn't good enough. You know, this is not good enough. It's gotta be better. And he did it in a way he was demanding, but not demeaning, you know, something I think all coaches hope that we have that gift of that, but he had that, he inspired you instead of motivated you. Um, you know, that's something, again, I, I try, take from him. You know, if you have to constantly be motivating somebody, then that's not – you want to be inspiring to where that person starts to do it on their own. And that's just what Coach Blair did. Um, and, you know, getting in early with him, not only not only surrounding yourself with, with Coach Blair, but you look at his staff at that time. You know, you had Trina Tillis, who's, you know, wildly successful now, just won a national championship at Tyler, was – uh, one of his assistants, Vic Schaefer, you know, who's uh, he's average, isn't he? He's he's <laughs> I, I, we don't we don't want him listening to this and, and you know, but no, obviously, you know, he he's um he's a master craft at what he does. And then Amber Shirey was on that same staff and you know they're they're once again on the chump, you know, sitting in there just learning from Coach Blair and Vic and Trina and Amber and then then Trina leaves and uh, takes her job down there that, that she's turned into a, a powerhouse at Tyler. And, and here comes Kelly Bond in. And, you know, we know Kelly's one of the, the top recruiters uh, in our game over the last 20 years and now going to be a great head coach uh, in her own right. But just the, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's true. I've, I've read this in books and I hear people talk about it. You become the average of five, the five people you're around the most. Um it's a cool concept um, and probably got some, but I think it's the five people they know too. And it's just that, you know, that, that circle, uh, I'm a big Prince fan. So he uses the word orbits. Yeah. You know, you got five people in that first orbit, then who's in that next orbit and who keeps going on out. So um, I, I do believe 
probably in most, in most lines of work, but I think, think certainly in women's basketball, your circle, your orbit, um, determines your trajectory for, for most of your career. Yeah, I, I, I believe it. And I think, you know, um, I've jotted down a bunch of things and, and, and we know that, that we as coaches, we are always borrowing or stealing from others. And, and, and I guess if, if your circle is strong, then the things you borrowing are going to be strong. Right. If, if, if your circle involves a bunch of knuckleheads, then the things you borrowing are going to be foolish. Right. I'm all neighbors, you know? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. That's right. You know, that's right. That when that one comes around, I, I use that one the other day to somebody, and they looked at me like, "What's he talking about?" Because a, they haven't been to the carnival and they didn't know what you know. But anyway, no, I, I think yeah, the the things you learn, the experiences you see, and, and then you take them. And the key is to make them your own. You can't do everything you know that that other coaches do. You have to eventually take them, borrow, steal. Um, you know, make them your own. Uh, you can't sell it if it's not yours you know, and it's got to, if you're just copying something you've read or something you've seen at a clinic or that's one of the curses of the clinic is thinking you can just go do whatever you saw at that clinic sure. um, because it worked for them. You may not have the same pieces to play with. So, but yeah, I do think the idea part and who you're sharing it with, you know, um, I'm, I've, I've got a job open right now. And I'm starting to get applicants in. And, and one thing I always ask in these things is, can I see your phone? I want to see the last five people you've talked to. Nobody gives me their phone, by the way. And this, it's, you know, really? <laughs> if you, you know, that's what I want to see though. I don't physically do it. I just say, you know, if I were to take your phone and look at your last five contacts and your last five pictures you took and the last five websites you went to, what would that be? Yeah. You know, and who, who are you going to pick the phone up when, when you get an assignment or, you know, a responsibility here with us and you hit a wall, who, who, who's, who are you going to call to get some guidance and get you unstuck? And I, I want to know who people's circles are. I think that expands us all. And, um, you know, the experience after you get our age, you know, after, you know, 25, 26 years old, maybe a little bit older than that now, you don't make a whole lot of new friends, so you better keep the ones you got. Yeah. Um, and uh, you sharing those experiences that they're going through, and that helps you to develop faster. It collapses the time frame for you. You know, I, I didn't have a, a whole lot of experience as a head coach, but I felt like I had a collapsed time frame of having been with other great coaches and putting myself in there, trying to put myself mentally in their seats. Uh, for a number of years that it was able to maybe I only had three years of experience, but I felt like I had 10 um, or maybe I only had five and I felt like I had 15. So anything you can do to collapse those time frames and speed that process up. And I, I really think it's the books you read and the people you meet and talk to. No, no, no question. No question. Now you, you got, you got my interest peaked. So I'm uh -oh. pulling out my phone right now. Let's see what we got here. See who your last five are. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, Oh, look here. So Mike Neighbors, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we talked. Um, Madison and Co. Who is, oh, um, I had a picture on my phone. Okay. From the girl that got the all-tournament team. So I There you go. That's a reward. That's her, paycheck. Her dad. Yeah, her dad's a coach. <laughs> Tony Peoples, he does some football yeah. with, with me. Brad Hodge, you know Brad. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then how about this? Going to have him on, a, on this next podcast, Coach Tim Miller. The oh, wow. Max Preps. National Coach of the Year. 
How about that? Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, once again, I'm the chump in the room out of that group, but I don't even know <laughs> two of them. I don't know two of them, but I feel pretty confident that I'm once again that that guy. <laughs> no, no, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. You, you know, Coach, you mentioned uh, us getting things from clinics and, and borrowing and and all that stuff, and, and some coaches trying to use too much. You, you know, I, I think I think a lot of times that's the problem with the lazy coaches. The, the lazy coaches will take anything they see and try and use it exactly that way. The, the, the thing that, that I think has helped me and one of the things that I, I admire about you as I watch your videos and, and, and follow you is it's, it's taking something and then having the uh, foresight uh, and not being lazy and, and make it, taking that idea and letting it fit what you do or taking part of that idea and letting it fit with you. Some coaches are just too lazy. You know, they just see yeah, a drill. And it, let's do it. That's right. Let's copy. And it doesn't last, you know, it may, it may impact for a minute, but it doesn't have that lasting effect that most of us are looking for. And, you know, you may have somebody that's able to do that and have a good team, but for one year, but that doesn't make their program better. And, you know, I think the other part about, you know, a lot of times when you look around, um, this, this happened to me, uh, smacked me right in the face. Um, you know, we go to the final four in 2016. I mean, I got all these great calls. Hey, come to this, this, you, this, that, this, that come, we'll fly you in, speak, and you'll have the, you had that prime time talk right before lunch or right after, right before dinner. And, you know, then uh, I'd leave and I take this job and we were at the bottom of the SEC that was a slow summer. I didn't get very many calls from <laughs> coach. We're going to fly. It was like, Hey, uh, you can have the 8 a.m. session on Friday after the coaches meeting Thursday night. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's going to be me and a bunch of crickets in there. But I think with clinics, a lot of times the people that get invited to those are the people that have just won the national championship or went to the final four because they're part of the draw. But um, those are the hardest things to do. And most people aren't going to have those pieces you know, the pieces to do those things. I, I sit in these clinics a lot of times that I go to speak at and they're drawn up, you know, backdoor alley-oop plays. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, well, that that's fun to watch, but that's not going to impact us whatsoever. So um, there is a, there is a curse and a blessing, you know, like in all things with, with the clinics, but the, you're right. The lazy people will just try to, you know, rebrand it uh, without any changes. I, I think the people, you know, we call that the Facebook effect now. There's yeah. a great book I called the Facebook effect on how, you know, a lot of, if you look at a number of the successful companies that are out there right now, those are people that took other great ideas and just made them a little bit better. Right. You no, know, um, I think we all had a MySpace page at one point in time. And up until a few years ago, ours still existed. You could literally still find it until about two years ago. So, you know, Facebook effect it, um, you know, you see a drill. That's what I, I really highly encourage everybody. If you've ever been on the website that, you know, you mentioned a minute ago, our, our YouTube channel that Pauline does. I tell people all the time, Hey, when you take this drill and you tweak it and make it better, will you please call me back and tell me what you did to make it better? And every now and then I'll get a phone call. Like, hey coach, we did this and you know, maybe it'll work for you. Uh, and I think that's something that when I hear somebody say that maybe it'll work for you, tweak it, maybe this will work. That, that shows me these coaches aren't lazy and that's people, people to hang out with you in your orbit. But, yeah, you don't you don't want people to just simply um, take it and try to make it their own. Annie Duke, who's a, 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 a just a, was a, a world class poker player. Anybody that's watched her on ESPN Poker Nights, you know she's one of the, the world's best poker players um, since poker became a, a sport. 
Um, but she's off now. She's a writer and she's a speaker. She talks about decision-making, but the thing I was bringing to our, our conversation was she always says that, you know, basketball is not a chess match, but you hear that terminology used by a lot of analysts Absolutely. all the time. Oh, what a great chess match we have here. What a great chess. And I hear that a lot in sports. And like she said in her book, and we've talked about, she, we had her on a zoom and she said, you guys aren't playing chess. You're, you're playing poker. Your, your, your games are more like poker. Cause in chess, if, if you and I are playing each other, Terry, you've got a King and a queen and two rooks and two bishops and two knights. And you got, you know, the same, we got the same number of pawns and they can only move a certain way. And that's not true in basketball. <laughs> you never have the same 10 players that certainly they're not required to move. And, and I can see everything, every move you make in basketball, there's a lot of hidden information and a lot of scouting and a lot of, you know, not, not trickery, but there is, there's foolery for sure. You know, we're going to try to set this action up and run this action, a lot of false motion. So, you know, I think, I think what we do as coaches is a lot more like poker. You can win with a lot of different hands. A seven, two can beat pair of aces some nights. Yeah. Um, and then in chess, you can't, the better, the better chess player wins 99% of the time at those rankings. And, you know, I think we were all just witness to an unbelievable thing as bad as it, hurts me to talk about Ole Miss winning the national championship in baseball. We, you know, Arkansas was in the college world series too. You're talking about a team that was the last team in that tournament. The last team, they, you know, when they announced that field, they're like in Ole Miss, the last team in, uh, they were four and 17 or seven and 14, like midway through the sec season. And, and, you know, they're sitting there looking like a seven, two offsuit. And the next thing you know, they're a pair of aces because uh, they, they got it together and they played their hand right. And they played, they laid their season out and, got hot at the right time and they're going to be national championships. They're national champions forever. Yeah. It made a run at the right time. There's no yep. doubt. Uh, yeah. It's interesting that analogy between poker and chess. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I had coach uh, Terry Fowler on here uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about how he'd be at Doug Bruno's camps and uh, they'd have the salt and pepper shakers and the hot sauce and, and, yeah. and, and, Whatever and I said, the difference was I said, Terry, your team is the salt and pepper shake, because his was the hot sauce. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Yeah, yeah. That's um, that has a lot to do with it. We know, um, you know, your schemes can be, um, you know, perfect for somebody else, but if they're not perfect for you, it's irrelevant. So that's that's what I think. Uh, season after season is so refreshing and it changes because very very rarely do we all have the exact same team. Um, and changing one salt and pepper shaker uh, to a hot sauce bottle or, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we use sweet and low packets, you know, we were doing that the other night with sweet and low packets one place. So um, it's, it's amazing how in basketball, you know, we, I know all sports always compare other sports to each other and all that, but I think that's the beauty of basketball is the addition of, or, or subtraction of one person can completely change um, tactics and yeah. strategies yeah. and the ability to be adaptable and, and and know that and have the the experience to know when that's getting ready to happen. That's where I think some of the greatest coaches uh, separate themselves from, from everybody else. I, I agree. Um, you know, we were talking about clinics and, and things. And um, I remember, I'll never forget going to a clinic way back when, and uh, Gene Bartow was speaking at the clinic and, uh, you know, I'm a young coach and I was so excited to, I had his book with me for him to sign. And I was so excited to, to see him speak. And, and um, 
he gets up there and goes, all right, guys, you, get ready. You know, uh, you, get, you got your pad and pen. He goes, I got this great drill for you. Mm-hmm. And he goes, okay, let's get three lines. And he says, put the ball in the middle. And then the first guy, you pass it to the right and then go behind. And he was showing us a three-line figure eight. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and God bless him, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. He was up in years, you know, and he's like, okay, now if you need me to slow down, you know, we're all <laughs> looking at each other, you know, and it, it just, it just, it, it just registered. It's like, you know what, this dude is a legend. And, and the moral of this story is keep it simple. Yep. Keep it simple. Don't overthink it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and then another point about the clinics, you know, sometimes you go there, like you say, this, to, to see this headliner who had the best players that year and, and whatever, and 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 so many people walk out when that high school coach now is coming up, and you may learn more from that high school coach than you've yeah. learned for any of, of of the 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 big dogs in the in the profession. No yeah, because they're willing to share, and they've worked at it, and they're they've worked it up. And you know, I, my first few years um, as an assistant coach, when I'd get involved in some of these, I always wanted to go between the two big headliners. Like I would, I would say, Hey, who, who else is talking? Can I go right. Can I go right in between them? Cause I knew a lot of times and I won't ever call names, but there yeah. was just a couple of events where I was the, I was sandwiched in between people that spent 20 to 30 minutes reading us their bio, yeah. you know, places they had been and people they knew and name dropping and people they had coached. And then they had spent another 20 minutes talking about the team they had coming up. Cause it was as much a recruiting uh, opportunity in front yep. of those coaches as anybody. And, and then the next thing you know, they're, they're about out of time. And, you know, the coaches I'm sitting around, I always, I always try to get there and hear the, the two speakers before me so I can kind of get a feel for the room. And, you know, I'm sitting these coaches in front of me and they got their phones out and they're not writing anything down. And, you know, it's, and I'm thinking, okay, this is the perfect spot to be. And, and I don't ever read my, bio. you can look that up on the internet if you want to, I mean, we go right into it. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of, that's, that's what you can do. And if you don't go see that D2 or that D3 or that, you know, uh, you know, FIBA, you know, a lot of times I'll see people go, I don't, I don't we don't coach FIBA, but I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go, here's, who is this guy? What's his name? Etor, Eeyore, I'm going, you're walking out on Etor Messina. Okay. Right. See you guys. Uh, oh yeah. By the way, do y'all have any openings on your schedule? Cause I'd love to play y'all next year. <laughs> you're, you're walking out on Etor Messina because you don't know him and you don't realize he's fixing to come over here in the NBA and everybody's going to know him in a few years. So, um, you know, listen to anybody that's, that's willing to share is my, is, has always been my rule. And the people that, that are really, really willing to share are the people to me that you can, you can gain the most from. And, you know, I, I, I talk about weekly with Buzz Williams because I think he's one of the great sharers in our in in our sport right now, and and he's uh, got a desire to to help his team, but he's trying to help others too. And we need a lot more uh, Buzz Williams is around, that's for sure. Well, on that, we're going to take a break here in a second. You mentioned Buzz Williams. Uh, you know, don't don't short change yourself because, in my opinion, you and uh, Coach Bob Starkey uh, do as much for women's basketball as uh, as anybody and so we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a quick one minute break and we'll be back and uh, talk some more with coach mike neighbors want to get away for the best vacation ever consider a group trip whether a cruise or an all-inclusive resort let Toes in the Sand Travel help you get there. 
There are some amazing perks for group cruisers. Trust us, we do one almost every year, and we help so many of our friends as well. For a trip of a lifetime, give us a call. You can message me on Facebook at Kimberly Tanner Canova, or you can find our Facebook page, Toes in the Sand Travel, but be sure it's the one that has our smiling faces on there. Just reach out, we'll help you. Hey honey, will you get packed? We got a cruise ship waiting on us now. <laughs> Let's go. All right, we're back. Um, we're back with Coach Mike Neighbors, head coach at the University of Arkansas, just talking about uh, life in this business and, and catching up. It's been it's been a long time. Uh, I, I don't know the last time we visited, but uh, been too long, and I'm glad we mm-hmm. get to do this. Uh, this is the the my favorite thing about this uh, doing this podcast is just catching up with folks and and and. Uh, just learning, learning, uh, being the being the the chump in the room, as Paul Parker would say. Uh, That's right. So, so Mike, what, one of the things that that again that I, I really admire watching your stuff is is y- y- you don't do things like everybody else, uh, and that's that's my my. Uh, low education way of, of putting it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you take things and you make it your own. And, and, and I've got so much respect for that. One of the interesting things I, I saw uh, as I'm kind of looking back through some of your stuff and, and, I, and I loved it. Uh, I found a video of you calling BS on the slogan defense wins championships. I'm Talk sorry, a little bit yeah. about that with us. <laughs> Uh, it's not me. I just, I mean, I, I do the research and, you know, you look, there's a great book called, you know, basketball on paper that kind of got all this stuff started. And this was kind of pre-analytics. It was the, the Bill James version of baseball abstract that he did. So, uh, I mean, if there's no statistical evidence that points to defense wins championships, the first defensive stats you get to is really about number 11. Um, you know, when you look at the teams at every championship level, there is a, an execution of offense that's got to be in place. Now, I'm not telling you that you can't win a game and there might not be a game that that defense – and it does, does matter. A lot of people say, well, you don't think defense matters. Defense does matter, but I think we're taking it to a slogan uh, bumper sticker when we say it wins championships. There's just no statistical evidence to back that up. So, um you know, I did say that. I think that's it's on one of my things. Signs you you suck as a coach. It's not your players if if you've got that that motto up. But I've I've had some people I've had some people waiting in in lobbies for me on that one. So I've kind of I have to be careful. Uh, you have to know your room a little bit. Um, when, you, when you know you, what I think it is. I, I, I honestly, Mike, I, you know what I think it is because I, I've used the slogan before. Well, sure, uh, yeah. I, no, I, I've I, made them all. I made all those mistakes. There, well, yeah, that's they're, they're personal. Well, I think what it is is it was some brilliant coach who was trying to figure out a way to have his team buy in to playing yeah. harder on defense, oh, and man. voila, there we are. Yeah. <laughs> no, we've. Now listen, they they make TV shows called Mythbusters, and I mean, <laughs> I went, I had to take my candy down and get it X-rayed, you know, for Halloween because the the scare went around the country that people were putting razors in candy bars and stuff, and then, you know, you read the free economics and those guys did the study on it, and there was only two cases of hijacked candy, and they were both by relatives. So taking candy from a stranger, uh-uh, that's not even a thing. It's don't take candy from your crazy uncles you know, who were putting this stuff into, so 
I just, you know, I'm a little bit, I'm, everybody that knows me knows I'm skeptical and that I want to research and uh, study something before I ever form an opinion on it. But yeah, I mean, I heard it. I mean, we grew up with it. We had it on the back of our practice gear, you know, was growing up. And so just like anything else, you believe something, you hear something enough, you believe it, but um, you know, there's it. And I say to these people, we coach, we're defense. We've got that model. We won our championship. I said, well, what championship was that? And they're like, well, our district championship. And I said, well, I had to work out in state. Well, we got beat in the first round. Okay. Or, Hey, we won our state championship coach. Okay. What classification in what state? And did you play the state champion in the other divisions? You would have run into somebody eventually that you have to be able to score on. Yeah. And that's my point on it. You, if you look at, you've got it to, at some point, your offense has to be able to, to function against these people who are saying defense wins championships. So um, defense is important. We work on it. Everybody thinks we don't work on it. Everybody's like, well, do you not work on it? No, we work on it. It's just, I'm not going to tell my kids that I think that's going to win us a championship. There's a lot more that goes into it. So um, yeah, that's a fun one. And that, that man, that's a podcast in of itself. We can go round and round and round about that one. Um, but it's why too, you know, a lot of people give me a hard time because I've got my top, now almost 3,500 movies ranked and 57,000 songs ranked in order all the way through. But I want people to know I thought it through. Yeah, I've thought this through. I've, I've, I've lined up a few good men and Hunt Fred October and decided to me which one was my favorite movie. And based on this criteria, if somebody ever says, because I say this to people all the time when they make a claim, I'll say, what's that based on? Based on what? And a lot of times it freezes them and they're like, well, it's just what well, it's right. It's what I've been doing. Okay, well, that's what you've been doing, but what are you basing that on? Mm-hmm. You're basing it on what you've been doing? Right. You know, and th- and that's what I think we all do. We we get our set in our ways, and and we should challenge each other. That's what – I don't ever attempt to change anybody, uh, you know, at, at clinics and in talks, and especially when we get deep in talks with people, they'll, you know, they'll say, hey, Coach, I really want to hear the truth, which most of the time people really don't want to hear the truth. They just say that out loud to make themselves feel better. But if it's somebody, I, then then not, we will challenge, you know, and I want to be challenged. I want somebody to come to me and say, well, coach, I don't believe you that defense doesn't win championships. I'll say, well, okay, well, here's my evidence. Here's what I've got. I've got, you know, 25 years of NBA. I've got uh, the own personal study I've done over the last 15 years of college women's basketball. And I can tell you, these are the sweet 16 teams for the last 20 years. And here's their statistical makeup. Please show me one that doesn't have good offensive numbers. You know, well, and their defense may come along with it, but they're every one of them. There's teams that have won the national championship. The defensive numbers were in the 200 ranks, wow. yeah. but their offenses were in the ones, twos or threes. Yeah. And yeah. You don't yeah. see it the other way around very often. You know, you don't see when you look at the, the teams that are in women's and I'm talking about women's basketball. I'm not talking about high school, but I'm not talking about men's. I'm talking about in women's basketball. That's just not a true statement. So you're not, it's talking, research. About the, you're not talking about the Chicago Bears. No, uh, no, and I'm not talking about hockey, and I'm not talking right. about no. We're, right. the, that is a completely different, uh, you're in a different conversation than what we're having. So let's have a conversation about it. But but you know, come with your facts, come with your research. Um, there's a new guy. He's well, he's new to me. He's not new to everybody. Else. Gary Varenichek, uh, Gary V. Oh, yeah. yeah, but Gary you know, he's got great podcasts, and uh, he's new to me in the last four or five years. And his one of his new topics, he says I if somebody hasn't done 20 or 40 hours, he's got two elements, you know, 20 hours or 40 hours worth of research on something. He don't want to get in a conversation with him about it. This is all start over Bitcoin, uh-huh. you know, cause he's big in Bitcoin and NFTs, which I know zero about, but I was wanting to learn more. And 
he said, you know, if you haven't studied this stuff for 20 to 40 hours, don't listen to this podcast because yeah. you're not going to know what we're talking about. And that's it. I want to get in. I want to get in conversations with people that have studied their stuff and, and believe in theirs as deeply as I believe in, in ours. And, and then you, that's when you start to make it yours. When you write your stuff down, I challenge people to do this all the time. You talk and you go to clinics and you talk and you talk and you talk. You can change your mind when you're talking, but when you write it down, that becomes proof. You know, that, that, that doesn't go away. So when, now you can edit, you can have amendments, you know, like we have in our constitution, it's called an amendment because you change. Um, But when you write something down and you share that with somebody, man, you, you think it through a little bit more than if you just off the cuff, say something, but if you put it in writing and you attach your name to it these days, especially like if you tweet something, it's there now forever. Yep. You know, so like I always I always read mine, reread it, sleep on it, read it again, you know, make sure before I put this thing out. So if you, if anybody ever reads anything off the cuff that seen, I've been I've been uh, I've been hijacked or whatever that uh, whatever that word is that uh, people use when their their Twitter gets oh hacked. I've been hacked. hacked. That's what it is. Yeah, I've been hacked. Well, well, look, we, we only have a couple more minutes. It's amazing okay. how fast this has flown. We, uh, we, we're we going to have to get together here in a you couple bet. minutes and do this. You bet, yeah. But before we do, we talked about lists. I've got, we got about three minutes here. Okay. Talk about lists. Your yep. books to read, I, again, coachneighbors.com. Go check him out. Uh, and also mm-hmm. uh, Razorback Women's Basketball on YouTube. But I saw your books to read. You had 66 of them. I noticed mm-hmm. a couple things jumped out at me. Number one. There was no John Gordon, mm-hmm. which kind of puzzled me a little bit. And okay. then also amongst all of those books, man, uh, many of which I'm, I'm proud to say I've read, uh, it was a time to kill in that list. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, you've got real, an old list if it's only 66. It's over 2,000 now. Real real quick, yeah. Yeah. How, how, how no John Gordon and, and yeah. why is a time to kill in that list? A time to kill was the book that got me started to want to read. I was not, I was not an avid reader. I despised reading. I hated it. I avoided it. I did everything I could do to not do it. Uh, but time to kill fell in my lap, uh, on a, on a trip and it became a page turn. I was like, I want to become, if this is out there, I need to become a better reader. So that was the book that inspired me. It went from motivated to inspired through John Grisham. And then I started turning, um, you know, and I got better at reading. I got faster. I got more comprehensive. And, and as a result, I did it more. Uh, and as a result, I found out from reading those books why that is the case. But that's another whole podcast. So read whatever you do. Read that whole readers or leaders thing is true. It's not a that's not just a bumper sticker. Right. Um, John Gordon, uh, for me, uh, he has great books. They're all the same a lot to me. They're, they've become uh, the same topics is the only reason I don't have it on there. I think he's got great books. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, Energy Bus was phenomenal. Um, you know, Coffee Bean is really, really good. I've enjoyed Training Room. I've enjoyed Win the Lock. I've read them all. Yeah. yeah. But um, to me, everybody's reading those. You know, if it's a bestseller, I don't usually read it right at the time because everybody else has read it too. Um, you know, give me, give me Burn Your Goals that's at the bottom, you know, Joshua Metcalf. Yeah. 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 Read that, you know, read, raise your game. When Alan Stein first puts it out, don't, if you're buying it now, you're behind, right. But you should buy it. Don't get me wrong. You should get it and you should read it. But you know, and, and and I've never met John Gordon. I don't ever want to disparage anybody, but if I hear somebody's book of the year is energy bus, we're going to try to play them. (laughs) 
because um, that it was a great book a few years ago. He's written other ones since. Don't start with Energy Bus. Read his newest one. Go, you know, read about the coffee bean or read about the seed or read about the the carpenter. Um, I can't remember what his new one is. I think he wrote a new one with uh, maybe PJ Fleck, but something about the boat. But um, uh, hey, they're all good books. Every book is good. Read. Doesn't matter. Read John Gordon. Read everybody. 30 seconds here. 30 yeah. seconds. If you're not going to recommend Ted Lasso to somebody, <laughs> what what series will it be? Yeah. West Wing. West Wing. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. First four seasons. You can if you're if you're still into it after four seasons, go ahead and watch the other ones. But the first four seasons of West Wing to me, the greatest leadership, uh, how and again it's personal. It's how I want our office to run. I want to be surrounded with smart people that disagree with me. Um uh, but can uh, do their jobs and and I give them the ability to do their jobs. But to me, and I'm not political at all, but West Wing masterfully written, directed by Aaron Sorkin and the character development is amazing. And I would actually have it above Ted Lasso just slightly. Wow. Uh, Ted Lasso is new and it's funny and it's easy to watch and it's, it's repeatable. Um, but I, I have West Wing just a, a slight, slight tick above um, Ted Lasso. Well, good stuff. Well, look, Mike, hey, yeah, time has flown. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we absolutely got to do this again. Uh, yes, part uh, two. Coachneighbors.com and uh, Arkansas Women's Basketball on YouTube. If you're a coach, it's a must. By all means, jump on it. Uh, we, we'll see you soon, Coach. Yeah, appreciate you, man. Let's catch up. That's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode. A big thank you to everyone who has continued to make this podcast become so popular. Please continue to share with your friends and colleagues. And when you have time, please take a minute to give it a five-star rating. Until then, we'll see you on the next episode.